Hey guys, welcome back. It's Tiffany. So before we get into the episode, I just want to thank everyone um, and say welcome back. I mean, thank you guys for everyone that has reached out. And I know it's been a little while, but we are officially back. I kind of wanted to explain a little bit of why we were gone for so long. Um, Really, it was just me personally. I was struggling, to say the least, with physically functioning. Um, And so, took a little setback with our episodes, but it's okay. I'm here. I'm good. I'm grateful for everyone that has kept me in their prayers and thoughts and reached out. I also want to say I'm super happy for the people that reached out who are in different countries um, and different states. I think it's really amazing that you guys are tuning in and listening, and I'm so grateful for it. So, yeah, we are back Sunday night. We will be here. I will be posting, and be sure to follow the Instagram and see what's coming out when it's at underscore abundance of knowledge and all right thank you guys again so much hey everyone welcome to an abundance of knowledge where we get down and deep and just have fun with all of our conversations that encourage self-love, self-awareness, and healing all around. I'm Tiffany, your host for Abundance of Knowledge, and I'm so happy you've joined me on this journey. That being said, let's jump into this episode and join into the conversation we have for you today. Hi guys, welcome back. It's been a little while, but Casey and I are so happy to be back finally. Finally. Hey, hey guys, welcome back to Abundance of Knowledge Podcast. Actually, we really wanted to run down the first, technically four episodes, two ideas that we've already kind of run through. So the first and second episode were about just the emotional side of our being and just the emotional intelligence that we develop as we go through things and and where it actually comes from and then the third and fourth episode were about the me aspect of the relationship so the idea was just where do I fit in with my relationship people tend to think that like you know, when you're in a relationship, it's it's all about me and the other person, me and the other person. It's about we, 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 we. And then we kind of went more in depth about like us as an individual in our relationship, right? So we actually wanted to talk about it um, as, you know, our conversations are pretty much what stirred up the idea of splitting it between the woman's aspect and the male's aspect. So here we are again for our conversation. So 
first, I wanted to give you a shout out, actually, for the past few weeks, past few months, past year, really. Uh, there's been a lot that was going on, and I feel like I'm finally at a place where I'm not just running in circles. Um, I feel like I'm at a place where I can do this and I'm not like having a million things go through my mind and second guessing myself. And, you know, there's still some doubt here and there. There's still some, some off moments, but I'm not at the low point that I was, um, which honestly, it was just my entire life. And I have appreciated you so much for helping me build not only our relationship, but myself and our friendship and still working on you and still, you know, setting your boundaries with me and saying you need to do your work. You need some time to yourself. You want to start doing things for yourself. And, and that's perfectly, perfectly fine. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But yet you still made time to be there for me whenever I needed it. Um, the amount of times that I've needed to call you while you were working and I know how difficult that is. And so I want you to know that I see that and that I appreciate that. I appreciate you for being here on my podcast with me for just sharing every part of my journey with me, but still allowing me to navigate it myself because it's still my journey. Of course. Honored to be part of this journey, honestly. No, not to say. <laughs> a whole year, a whole year. I've heard podcast first time. It's been a journey, you know. It's, it was all you, you know. I didn't, I didn't really do anything. It was you, you, your journey. You found your way by yourself, you know? Yeah, but I mean, you were there for the support, you know what I mean? And that's not easy at all. So yeah, it means a lot. Of course, of course. Until... Getting into the first two episodes. Um, the first episode, of course, was me. And Didi, my cousin, um, Diane, I call her Didi, that went in depth about like how we were raised as far as we are the caretakers of the men's emotions. Um, and we were taught mainly to put our feelings aside for everybody else's. We were taught um, basically to people please what I feel like what it led to in the future was just like us making sure everybody else was okay first making sure everybody else was happy first and the fact that we are looked at as the emotional creatures me personally I think everyone is an emotional creature you know I think women I think men are emotional creatures I think we all just are taught things differently and then that is what leads to us expressing it the way that we do mm -hmm. 
I've never really 100% agreed with, like, women are over-emotional. Um, and maybe that's just because I've met men that are probably more emotional than me. And I'm not sure what it is. I'm not sure if it's because I held so much in and I wasn't very emotional. But I've seen men that are, you know, way more emotional than women. And so I've never fully agreed with the fact that, like, women are the emotional creatures. I think to an extent, we pay attention to emotions more. We feel things deeper. We have that motherly instinct, you know what I mean? But, like, at the same time, to me, from what I've seen, and what I've learned growing up, men aren't really taught to embrace and express their emotions. Yeah, I can, uh, I can see that. But it really all depends who, who you meet, you know? Everyone expresses emotions differently. Some more expressive, some over, overly expressive. Some don't at all. But. Do you think that it has anything to do with like being male, female. Um, yeah, there's, that's, that plays a big factor. But you know, now these days, you don't really even know anymore. Huh? What do um, you mean? Because, like you said, men, some men are overly emotional and express their emotions where more societally usually. Think like that's out of the norm, and, and they think that women express their emotions uh, more than men do. Sometimes that's not the case. So there's always like a exception to the rule. These days, the exception quote-unquote exception is becoming more of a normality, you know. And are encouraged to express their emotions. Women are okay with that and huh? they're suppressing their emotions. So I'm trying to see like a table turning these days. Okay. I can see what you mean by like the women are, are okay with it because I, I see what you mean. There's There have been, like, instances where, you know, I'd probably work with someone and they would complain about how this guy that they're dating is overly expressive and, you know, and they probably were, the, the girl probably wasn't dealing with her feelings and for him to come in and be, like, you know, emotional and, and share how he felt and it, it was the opposite of what you would think of as the norm. And so they would consider him like soft or a girl, you know, or they just wanted like a macho man that would take care of them. And if he's crying and, you know, like telling you how he feels and that's not really a man, man. And they wanted like a manly man, which meant like they don't really express themselves. You know what I mean? Like, Mm-hmm. there's probably been a handful of times where I've heard something like that along those lines um, yeah. something I do always keep in mind too when it comes to like emotions is like for men because you know obviously I, I don't understand 
the male perspective. I never really have as much as I've like talked to men. I've talked to my dad, you know, I've talked to my uncle. I could kind of see where they're coming from, but it's more of as a person. I am never going to be able to understand like what you go through as a man, even though we are very similar, you know, me and you. Um, but there's still that perspective of like, you know, I'm, I was raised to be a woman and you were raised to be a man. But one thing that I keep in mind is that um, it's like beginning psychology. So, you know, I'm obviously a psychology major. And in your beginning psychology class, which I'm sure everyone has taken, you are taught the development of women versus men, right? So when, let's say your mom is pregnant, and let's say you're like the older brother, right? And your little sister or your little brother is being born. Your little sister, you know, is born. And what does everyone bring your little sister to the hospital? What's the first thing they bring are probably like balloons, flowers. And if they're bringing a gift, they bring a teddy bear. Um, I think the example was like, they're one years old. It's their birthday. What are you, what are you bringing as a gift? Mm-hmm. And what do people usually get a little girl? You know, she's one, two, three, whatever the age is. They get her a doll. They get her um, a doll that she can dress up. She can, a baby doll that she can feed, that she can take care of and teddy bears and, you know, like stuff like that. Like the girl, typical girl stuff that it used to be typical. Um, the stroller, things like that. Nurturing things, right? Mm-hmm. Now, if if you're a little brother, a little boy is turning one, two, three, whatever the age, what do people typically bring? They bring a little wooden box with like a hammer, a toolbox. They bring a truck. They bring cars. They bring things that, you know, they can build and destroy. And so the example was made to show that from the beginning, from the day that the child is born you know the girls with the baby dolls what do they do with them they're like oh hi are you okay do you need are you hungry okay I'm gonna change you you know what I mean they're they're catering to it the way that like a mother would nurture her child and that teaches communication that teaches expression of how they are feeling are you hungry do you want me to change you okay mommy loves you that's what they're telling their baby dolls right Mm-hmm. Then you go into like the boys where they have like the hammer, the tools. So they're being taught like how to work with their hands. They're being taught like the physical things, but they're not being taught how to communicate, how to express themselves, how to, you know, they fall as a kid. And what do the parents typically, not so much anymore, but, you know, they, they typically would tell their son, like, get up, stop crying, you know, take it like a man. Um be a big boy I've heard that a lot and then with the girls you know the moms are typically a little more sensitive the dads are a little more sensitive they're like you know oh are you okay they go check them they're like I know it hurts and you know it's okay if the girl cries but if the boy cries it's like oh no don't cry um again not so much anymore so I kind of see your point with that as well but that was like the general thing that we learned about how you are raised as a female versus a male 
typically. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Um, yeah, that was the norm, like a uh, couple generations, couple generations ago. I think like that's being disrupted. No, then again, there's always an exception. So, so. Yeah, there is always an exception yeah. because even though I was raised, you know, to, to grow into a young lady, to grow into a woman, I was never very expressive with how I felt. Um, I always kept it in, you know what I mean? And I never really learned how to express myself, honestly, like vocally, verbally express myself until two years ago um because I truly honestly didn't even know what I was feeling I didn't know how to identify what I felt that's I think when it comes to I don't know emotion in general it's just such a it's 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 a broad subject because we could say that like as women women are meant to express their emotions or they're overly emotional and men are meant to suppress their emotions. But I fully, I feel like it's also the perspective because there are some women that's how, or, you know, there's some in past generations even who, who suppress their emotions just as much as men, you know, like they know. Yeah. When to, when to show their emotion or like who they express it to, you know, it's very mm-hmm. selective in that process. So it's not like just a bunch of women going out and crying to everyone they meet or talking to, you know, everyone they meet. They're yeah. very, you know, same thing, men and women. They're both. Yeah. They're both um, selective on who they choose to show their emotion. You know? Yeah, well, it's so, that, that's a general, like, you have to, that's a like a trust thing. You know, a lot of people um, begin to lose trust very easily through, like, traumatic experiences. Let's say they had a friend or best friend that kind of, like, you know, they told everything to, and then all of a sudden, you, you know what I mean? Um I think it's very selective, but when I'm thinking about like expressing emotions, I think about particularly like in a relationship, let's mm-hmm. say um, in a relationship. So in a relationship, you have to be expressive about how you feel about certain things. You know, I think that's typically what I'm thinking of when I talk about like emotional intelligence um, and being emotional or being expressive about your emotions uh let's say like you know if I was to sit down and have a conversation a relationship now um I'm able to express you know hey like this is how I really feel and this is this is how like what you did made me feel and not a lot of people can open up that way or even just like you know let's say me and you when we talk I have a conversation with you about things I'm going through I'm able to vote verbalize you know what I think this is where my feeling is coming from and this is what I'm feeling right now or this is what I'm feeling when you know I go through this thing or this this person says these things to me or does these things um I'm able to identify like emotions in that sense 
And so I can communicate that with you. You know, like I can tell you, I don't really like when you do this or I don't, you know, it makes me feel like, and, you know, sometimes when this happens, it makes me feel like, or sometimes when this person does or says this to me, um, it makes me feel like this and I have to work through it or whatever it is, you know, whatever the case is. But the point I'm getting at is that like, you know, in that sense, um, somebody that I really trust, you know, cause I, I just, I never been able to identify how I really felt about things. I just kind of felt like, you know, I would say things like, you know, I'm just depressed and I didn't really know like exactly why, or I didn't know why I would be down or why I couldn't even really identify what was making me happy, you know, about like what I was doing in my life, even with my, my best friend. And I've been close to him since we were five years old. And so it just, that's kind of what I mean. Um, you know, not a lot of people can do that. Even my best friend, like he's, he is really good at listening. Great supportive um can talk to me about how I feel maybe try to help me figure out what I'm feeling uh but when it comes to him he can't really express that he's not really able to verbalize like uh, I don't know he like he, he'll say like I don't know I don't know why I just you know I just do but it's cool whatever you know like he he'll brush it off um and I'm kind of like no dude like why do you feel like that and he's like uh, I don't know it's just how I feel. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like in that sense? I mean, because I know that like has more to do with perspective too and just our examples of relationship. But do you think in that sense, like you were taught how to express yourself or even identify what you feel? Oh, uh, well, well, I would say like life's the greatest teacher. So yeah, even when it comes to like topics like this, um, I'm always like fluid to it. So I'm always like, okay, you know, maybe this person's coming from this, maybe this person's coming from that. So yeah, you know, it it's something that's definitely taught. You know, we pick up like what we what we observe or like what we learn or maybe we had experience and we learned through that, you know? So there's always a reason why, you know, some people would rather listen than to share, you know? And that's okay. You know, I I honestly don't think that everyone needs to express their emotions the way everyone else wants them to express their emotions like just because someone is saying hey you know this is this this is how i feel this is what I'm going through um need your advice or just need air to listen to this and this and that's perfectly fine you know that's how that one person expresses their emotions if there's another person who's like, okay, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, no, I'm good right now. Yeah. And they handle their own emotions eternally, you know, and they're okay. Maybe they have a different outlet. 
I think that's okay too. You know? But in terms of like in a relationship or in a friendship, let's say someone, you know, hurts well, your in terms of a relationship, it's just not even emotion, it's just communication. You know, communication is key to all. So it doesn't have to be even verbal communication, it can be like through, you know, body language or, you know, and that's the same thing with like, Kind of, kind of like what I just said about emotions. Like one person can express it fully through verbs, is how I feel, this and that. Another person can express it by shrugging it off, and you know, even if you know they're not okay, but they say they are, they want to deal with it the, the way they want to deal with it. You know, maybe they, I don't know, go to a bar, maybe they go to an arcade. That's how they express their emotions in a way. But I think. You know, in a relationship when it comes to emotions, it's all about communication um, tied to tied to those emotions. So, like, if you were to you know, express your emotions verbally compared to, you know, someone else who expresses it, um, like, like, hey, you know what? I'm okay, but you, really, you know they're not. Mm-hmm what's the next step when it comes to that? You know, how do you communicate with someone like that? Okay. You, know, you don't that. communicate in the, in the normal way. I mean, cause not everyone's the same, you know, not yeah. everyone's the same. So you have That's to find a way to communicate in their language. That's very true. Um, there is something that I did want to ask you that I heard on your episode with Tyler. Um, and it's something that Tyler said. He was talking about how he was just this happy-go-lucky guy. So basically with like the happy-go-lucky, it was more, I think he talked about like positive, right? The positivity. And then as far as like the negative emotion, it was, it had to do with like distraction. So when it came to like a negative emotion, sadness, anger, anything like that, you know, people tend to distract themselves with like work um constantly doing work or constantly watching tv just anything to like distract themselves um and to me I've seen that in like there's always things that they need to do and there's never like downtime for them because then they have to come to terms with like that negative emotion that they're feeling at the time mm-hmm. how do you deal with because I mean you know I could definitely say you're not very like verbally expressive um you don't show too much emotion either it takes a lot for you to talk about like oh this is really weighing on me or this is how I feel um and of course like I said it comes with trust so I think over time you're able to open up more about things but in general I mean you're very to yourself and how do you go about dealing with the negative emotion and dealing with you know like let's say problems like I was saying in like a relationship if you're not very verbally expressive or vocal about how you feel because you did mention there's like more than one way I mean how do you do that how are you taught that like do you think that your dad was 
you know, expressive about how he felt. And I'm just going off by like, you know, I'm sure your dad was the one that really taught you like he was your prime example of what a man is. Mm-hmm. Um, well, negative emotions. I think we all show emotions, you know, show different sometimes. You know, if I'm mad, I'm not going to start yelling and screaming. I can. It depends how how far I'm pushed, but I'm not the type of guy that I just immediately go from zero to 100. You know, just certain situations, you just need to, everyone has their way to cope, you know. And whether it's, you know, work or, or just, you know, being alone for a bit, some by yourself, having some time to recharge. All that works. I don't know. Most people like to work out or watch TV or create something and read. Yeah, that's true. Do you ever feel like there was a point where you were like that, just distracting yourself from the negative emotion, just to be that like super positive person? Well, for me, it's I try to stay away from negative emotion as much as I can. Yeah, or just negativity in general. I don't want to say emotion, but negativity in general. You know, so if I come across it, you know, we're always going to come across it. If it's something I can avoid, I will avoid. If it's something, you know, that I have to face head on, then so be it. You got to face it head on. But at the end of the day, it really depends, like, what you want to surround yourself with, you know? Yeah, I think I'm, like, I'm, I'm not more like negative people, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I'm, I think I'm using the wrong, or we've used the wrong word to like portray it as positive or negative. Mm-hmm. Of course, there's nothing wrong with feeling down sometimes. There's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with like, you know, hitting a bump in the road or um, things like that. That's what I mean as far as like the negative emotion, you know, like the down days. You've talked about like everyone, you know, even the positive people have their down days. I think that's what you said. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as that negative emotion, as far as feeling like, you know, maybe you have some doubts, maybe you have a down day, maybe you feel like, uh, is this going to work? Am I good enough for this? Um, maybe you're upset you know about something that was said to you or things like that do you feel Mm -hmm. like there was a point where you were just avoiding those feelings and just trying to be positive and just like ignoring it by distracting yourself like I don't want to deal with it I don't want to think about it I'm just gonna you know keep spreading the positivity and maybe it'll go away Uh, yeah rather than like dealing with it I could see myself maybe doing that or someone who used to do that, but not necessarily in that sense because, well, actually, yeah, if we're talking about, like, negative emotions, positive emotions, yeah, it's always, it's always, you know, remain positive. Uh, that's, the, that's the key that I try to stick with. Remain positive, you know. Even if you're not positive, you know, just remain positive. You can be feeling down, just 
uh, there's like a there's like a trick that uh, I, I won't say like it's a trick, but like it's a uh, it's like an exercise that people do. Like you know, you wake up and you think of ten things you're grateful for, you know, and that right there itself is supposed to like make you feel better uh, for the day coming, you know, for the day the day ahead. I don't know if I mentioned it in the last podcast, but there's this book called The Happiness Advantage where he says that people, we have to work towards happiness, whereas instead we should just be happy. You know what I mean? Yeah. If that, if that makes sense. Like people think that like, oh, if, if I work at this job, you know, I get this pay. Yeah. And I, I get, get what you mean. You know, this they thing, I'll like be a, happy. It's know, a be. it's a reward rather than it's it's just a way to live. Yeah, something like that. Exactly. So it's like you know, that's kinda how I deal with it. You know, there's always gonna be something to to put you down, right? And then there's always something to put you up. You know, and okay. if there's, well, we all, we all, we all like what we like. Um, yeah. But yeah, pretty much the book was saying that, yeah, people think you need a job, you need this, you need that, you need this until you're happy. And then you get happiness. But he was yeah. saying okay. that if you're, you start with the happiness now, the happiness comes first and then everything else like will come later will fall into place you know like you're happy now start with happiness now you know even with like there's some study that says like just smiling just looking at yourself in the mirror and smiling as creepy as that may sound for like five minutes a day and like boost your mood exponentially or something like that it's been a while since I read that but this is something like that in that sense, you know. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think my last question is a little more specific on the same topic, and then it actually kind of ties into our third and fourth episode, which would be as far as emotion, how do you feel with like what I mentioned before, like in a relationship, let's say, you know, the other person does something that you don't particularly like that makes you feel maybe like you know you're less than or maybe they make you feel like maybe like you're not important or you're not being heard or you're just you're not valued um some kind of emotion like that and that's I think what I mean as far as like the negative emotion you know what I mean that's pretty much something you can't avoid you know because you're in a relationship with this person and obviously if they continue to do this then you continue to feel that bad feeling so do you Mm -hmm. avoid it I mean do you face it head on and that's more of what I mean like how are you able to express that yeah when it comes to that communication Mm -hmm. you know communication when it comes to that because both sides need to be open you know, both sides need to be open to it, to hearing, to listening, to communicating. 
not exactly the way they want to communicate, but also, you know, they have to take into account the way uh, their partner communicates, you know? All right. Because, you know, if it, people will always, um, I think that, you know, sometimes they like, you know, why isn't this person, you know, communicating like I'm communicating, you know? Yeah. Whereas yeah. sometimes they'll come yeah. naturally to to someone, to one of them, but doesn't come naturally to the other. You know, they communicate differently. So, you know, the next episodes, which was, um, you know, with my uncle and my aunt, and yeah. it was very hard um for me to see the things that we talked about in the the episode about relationships it was very hard for me to see that at first one because I wasn't really um valuing myself and Mm -hmm. so I was with people that let's say treated me less than I deserved and did not see me for me because I couldn't see me for me so there was no way that I could really you know convey who I was and um, what I was doing in life, et cetera, et cetera, all that. Um, I wasn't loving myself. I wasn't taking care of myself. And so the people that I was with ultimately didn't really uh, lead to needing communication. It was, I mean, I was younger, you know, all that comes into play. And so it took some time, honestly, for me to really understand how to communicate that, like communicate that emotion to really identify what I was feeling in my relationships and for me to say that and verbalize it Mm -hmm. um of course I still do my therapies and I still you know I'm learning how to verbalize certain things that I feel without exploding and blowing up or you know um saying certain things that would probably sound hurtful but I didn't mean it to be hurtful I was just hurt you know so it took me time. Um, my question to you is like, did it, was it the same for you or were you just already open to communicating that, like how you felt? Um, no, I think it took me time as well. It was on the, uh, very open to expressing my feelings. Especially, especially how I grew up, like how I learned, like expressing feelings isn't, you know, isn't uh, like like we mentioned earlier, you know, like the norm, you know, you let it, you let it, you let it harvest, you let it marinate. It's healthy. I'm just kidding. Wow. Yeah, it's just it's a learning experience. <laughs> Yeah, I'm in the same boat as you. Uh, I need to needed to to learn how to like express verbally emotions and stuff like that. Yeah, I think like me personally, I don't think I was really taught how to express it. Um, I just don't. I don't think I. You know, I don't just. You know, my parents were loving and they loved me and they cared about you know how I felt most of the time, but. I don't really think I was taught because I, you know, my mom was young and you know, she raised me a single mother until we met my dad, et cetera, et cetera. A lot of people know the story. And so 
I think when you're like the oldest, you know, I always say like the oldest are the, the testers. This is the one that they do the test run with and then they <laughs> perfect their skills, the next ones, um, which they've been great with my brothers and teaching them how to express themselves. Um, what are you feeling? You know, my dad will sit down with my brothers. What are you feeling? How do you, how did that make you feel? How do you, you know, conversations and he eventually did it with me when we got, when I got older and we, we became closer. Um, but just from the family that I grew up with and, you know, my mom going through the things she was going through and trying to, to feed us and, and raise us. And she went to school, you know, raising us nursing school. And that's not easy with three kids. I don't think I was really shown at an early age how to express myself and so because it came later you know I started to generalize that into relationships into work relationships into like my professional um personality let's say and so that is why I feel like it took me time um of course I grew up with my grandparents and there's just a lot of things that comes with what I feel is like older generations don't really have that where they can sit down and say like, you know, let's, let's talk about our feelings. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. I don't think that was like a norm back then. So <clears throat> it took me some time with relationships. I think a lot of things took me time with relationships as usual. I mean, that's, that's the typical thing for relationships. Nobody's like, you know, ready to jump in and and know everything that they need to do to be married at 15 you know what I mean like you start dating at like 16 17 18 and nobody really knows what comes with a an actual like sustainable relationship as far as like communication and and building that let's say I don't know for lack of a better word marriage um that bond you know what I mean I think from the episode that I did with my aunt, it was really understanding like my place and my side of the relationship, but also how to take care of myself within the relationship. So that was the biggest thing about like the me, quote unquote, in the relationship that I wanted to kind of get across was that here I am in this relationship, right? Me and this other person. To me, I've always been so used to just catering to the other person, making sure the other person has, you know, like what they need. Cool. And not separating myself from that person and being able to take care of myself as well, because I was trying to take care of the other person. I expected them to automatically take care of me in the sense of my insecurities, um, the places I needed help with emotionally the things in my past that I couldn't let go of and get over, um, the things I couldn't forgive. And a lot of the, like I said, I didn't love myself to the fullest extent like I, I should have or like I do now. And that puts a weight, you know, on, a, on the relationship. And that that isn't a very healthy relationship. <laughs> I mean, that isn't healthy for me personally either. And so that was the biggest point that I wanted to come across as well as like understanding the other person, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, 
I feel like it's taken a lot of time, but I've tried to be more understanding, more open to like what you said, everyone is different. You know, we all communicate different and I've had to learn, you know, I do communicate different than a lot of other people. And so being okay with that. Uh, so when it came to the episode with you and my uncle, mm-hmm. you guys talked about growth, you know, and of course he talked about like growing with my aunt and him not being the same man that he was mm-hmm. 10 years ago, 20 years ago. You, I mean, my aunt not being the same woman she was 10 years ago, 20 years ago. Um, talked about growth and talked about you know they read together they do things together and just like their method of like how they stay connected with one another while they are continuing to grow both individually and together what made that so important to you because I know we've had conversations about growth Um, when we first met we started talking about you know growing and like I said I always say like I have my life, you have your life, and then we come together and we share it. Mm -hmm. You know, we have a life together. What made that so important for you, the growth? I have goals and plans, you know, big dreams. So it's very important. Uh, And in order for to achieve those things, or at least try to achieve those things, very important. But at least the strive to growth is there, you know, progression. I just feel like that's self-explanatory, you know, like growth in all relationships, like a thing, you know. Everyone has their own definition of it, like how they want to grow together. But if you're in a relationship and you're like, hey, yeah, we don't want to grow, then what's the point? I don't really know how to answer that. Well, well like in particular, so you were very. Like I have big goals, big plans, big dreams, you know? So it's important for me to always keep moving towards that. You know, just like in the past, it's not like I wasn't being helped, you know? It was just me by myself. We weren't growing. We were just always, you know? It was just there existing, like, uh, you know, like, I couldn't work on my stuff because I was working on their stuff all the time. Their stuff was insignificant to me in a way. I don't mean arrogant, but you know, just <clears throat> what most people beef about and have conflicts about and stuff like that. I don't know. It really doesn't, yeah. Yeah, to cut that out too. For me, it's important that I am able to work on what I want to achieve without being held back or held down. And if that is something that I come across a lot, then because I wouldn't be, I was never that direct. I'd be like, hey, I need growth. I'll tell them what's going on in my life or like, what I'm trying to achieve. I'm like, yo, this is what I want to do. Like, look, this is what I'm working on, that type of stuff. And they're like, ooh, and ah, that I did. They would never. And, you know, it was all just, you know, just, that's just all it was, it was, it was never like, okay, how can I help you do this? 
how can I help you do that? Like, you know, and it was more like, can you help me do this? Can you help me do that? And then my band was just like, okay, you know what? Like, I gave all I give. You want to take more, you know? Mm-hmm. And over here, having the time of their lives. Because, you know, they have a, a, a genius lamp with unlimited wishes. <clears throat> and yet here I am, exhausted. Jeans exhausted. So, <laughs> and I went back and it's been like a year. And it's already like, what have I achieved? You know, where have I worked on my stuff, on myself? I'm trying to make everybody else happy. I mean, mm-hmm. at the cost of my own happiness. You know, cost of my own time. I guess that's why I love you to be so direct. What, what was so important in relationships for you? Honestly, the same thing. And that's why I like that conversation between us had come up so direct. Um, I think I had brought it up one night at dinner. And you agreed. And then you you verbalized why it was so important to you, um, to me personally. I have as far as friendships relationships family relationships any of that I've always felt like I've been in relationships and when I say relationships I mean all of that that I just mentioned the friendships the family relationships I feel like I'd never had relationships where we were growing together and when I say that I do not mean that the other person was not growing and I do not mean that I wasn't growing. I mean that we were growing, but there's a difference between growing individually and growing together and growing individually and growing apart. Okay. So to me, the growth together, of course, in any relationship is very important. Um, But it was something that I needed uh, and it's it's something that I, I realized I needed in a relationship recently. Um, coming out of my experience from my last relationship, I realized, you know, I had started doing things for myself. And to me, what it looked like was the other person was not happy with that. Um, and I'm I'm never going to know the reason for that. I don't know if it was because, you know, they wanted to do more. There was a lot going on there, but it's it's always been kind of that way that I've been in a relationship or a friendship or um, my family relationships. You know, I continue to grow as an individual and the other person is just not happy. Either they're resentful, um, maybe that I'm doing something that they wish they could do, or maybe that they don't like what I'm doing and what I'm progressing in as far as like school or just with myself personally, who I am now, you know, I've made a lot of progress with myself in the last year. And honestly, I've, I've lost several friends because they were not trying to understand where I was going with myself and they were continuing to treat me as though I was the person years ago. Um, And so that was very important for me to, let it be known that, listen, I need that growth, not only together, but individually. I need, you know, 
I think that's why it, it really hit something deep with me when you talked about you progressing it and all your goals. Um, you laid it out on the table. This is what I am trying to do. And I laid mine out on the table. This is what I'm trying to do, you know? And so, of course, I've always tried to be supportive of your journey as well. Um, and tried to do just that and help in any way that I can. Uh, it was important to me that you had goals for yourself. And you had things that you wanted to do for you completely on your own, separate from me, separate from us. And that, you know, you would be okay with me doing my thing, you know, because there's, I've, I've seen a lot of relationships where it's like one person starts doing really good and starts doing better for themselves. And the other person just feels like, why can't I do that? And then they get upset, mm -hmm. you know? So it was just important to me that you understood where I stood with that. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why we related so much on that was because we were both able to put ourselves in the other position. I mean, we pretty much were in the same position. You know, we wanted someone who understood and would give us the space, but was also there to support and help in our journeys. Yeah, that was good. But yeah, that was pretty much all of our episodes so far. Mm -hmm. We do have several more. And then we'll kind of come back and and do this again and touch bases on like what we've talked about and just I have my best conversations and bounce my ideas always off of Casey so that's kind of why I wanted to do this um I just kind of wanted to like you know go back and forth and kind of get that perspective so thank you for doing this with me of course Happy to be back talking to you guys. Many more things to come. And we're ready for the rest of the episodes to come now that we're back. So, Casey, I hope you're ready. Yep, always ready. Okay. And thank you guys for listening. I also really appreciate people that have reached out and, you know, communicated to me what they liked what they didn't like um if you guys do want to reach out to me definitely send me a message you can reach both of us all of us um on the instagram which is at underscore abundance of knowledge and we will get back to you answer any questions you have maybe put some of it in future episodes I have gotten a lot of questions about where we've been, so I hope this answers everything, but if there's anything else you guys would like to hear, please let us know on that Instagram as well. Thank you guys for tuning in, and thank you guys for following and keeping up with us, and just like everyone's concerned about what has been happening. I know it's been a really long time, and I'm sorry, but like we said, we are back super excited gonna get back into it 
Love you guys. And we will talk to you guys soon. I guess. See you later. Are you going to do the... <laughs> this is abundance of knowledge and everything's going to be A-OK. Your favorite part. <laughs> okay, guys. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon. Bye. Blessings.